0: So this is our sounds episode of the Ukrainian CEO Show. And today I'm honored to introduce my new guest, Andy Sandler. Andy, nice to meet you and thank you for coming for our podcast.
1: Good afternoon. Good to meet you. And I'm delighted to be here.
0: Can you please tell us a bit more about yourself?
1: Sure. Um, well, I've been in the financial services regulatory space for almost 40 years. Uh, I define myself as a recovering lawyer since I spent my first uh, 30 years in this 30 plus years in this business uh, at the law firm Scadden, and at my own firm Buckley Sandler and now at my second uh, firm uh, new firm uh, Mitchell Sandler which began operations in 2019. Uh, Over the course of my career I also built uh, the consulting firm Treliant in the financial services space, which I sold in 2017. And I'm the founder of Assurity, which is focused on delivering reg tech solutions to the financial services industry. And I do all of that out of my family office to Capital Partners, which is a fintech and regtech investment firm family office.
0: Can you please tell us more about Assurity and uh, what are the key products and solutions of uh, Assurity offers to its clients and uh, what sets them apart in the industry?
1: So Assurity has three principal products. Uh, Risk Exec, which is our Fair Lending, CRA, Home Mortgage Disclosure Act, Software, fair lending software system. And we have Propel, which is a document system. It is fully compliant documents needed for the mortgage closing process. And then our third product is called Red Check, which is a product that checks to ensure that all federal, state, and local rules and regulations and all investor guidelines are fully met uh, in the mortgage uh, closing process. And in addition to that, we have a law firm focused on uh, mortgage regulatory and fair lending work. That is outside of a surety, but very much part of what we call the virtuous ecosystem.
0: Describe the early days of uh, of a charity and its product uh, product line. What was your minimum viable product when you were just starting? How did you discover the market fit and uh, what challenges or failures you faced in the process?
1: As a lawyer who handled approximately half of all fair lending enforcement matters brought by the government against banks and mortgage companies, I came to understand the importance of technology and data in terms of doing the analysis needed, both for the lender to stay out of trouble with the government, but also to be able to evaluate its own conduct and make sure that it was operating in a way that did not bring government scrutiny. In 2015, I started looking at all of the analytical products out there to meet these needs. There was one very large multinational doing this work, and then there were six very small companies. I decided to buy one of the smaller companies and try to build uh, from the perspective that we had, which is regulatory compliance. I concluded that the best of those smaller companies was a small company called Risk Exec, and we purchased that. And over the past five, six years, we've built its market share to the point where it now uh, is almost as large as the single largest company in the space and uh, and generally has a reputation for market-leading technology and analytic capabilities. So that was our way in. After we did that, uh, we got very frustrated as lawyers with what we thought were the regulatory problems with some of the mortgage stock products out there. And so I sought to replicate our success in the fair lending analytics field Uh, by, again, doing a survey of all of the mortgage doc companies out there, identifying one of the small players that we thought we could build into a significant competitor. And we did that. We bought a small company, rebuilt their product suite, uh, added a whole new level of regulatory rigor and compliance. And we branded that Propel, that document system, And only this year have we actively brought that product to the market. At the same time, we have been on a parallel track. We've been building our third product, RegCheck, and also have introduced that to the market this year. And that serves to make sure that document systems, whether ours or somebody else's, are fully compliant and that all the rules and regulations and guidelines are met in the documentation of a mortgage loan transaction. So uh, Propel and RegCheck function principally and almost exclusively in the mortgage industry. RiskExec has great value for all lending to consumers, whether that's mortgage, auto, uh, personal loans, student loans, uh, or small business loans, among others.
0: Is that correct that Assurity is your first tech business and uh, you started it by acquiring other companies? Uh, Do you think it was a failure and you should have started your product from scratch? Or uh, do you recommend uh, like... New founders to purchase uh, existing firms' products and then rebuild their software and uh, develop the brand on the top of it.
1: Well, I think the answer to that depends. So, in the case of Risk Exec, I bought a tremendously successful product where it just the founder just needed some business acumen, some capital, and some marketing. And so that was clearly the right thing to do. The document system I bought turned out to be uh, not very strong and built on old technology. And if I were doing it over again, I probably would have started from scratch. So I think the answer is if you can identify a really good product that you can build from and obtain it, at or near the cost of building it from scratch, that's the right way to do it, to go. But there's always the risk that you make a bad decision and the product you buy isn't as good as you think it is. And that sets you back and makes it more expensive uh, to get to the point where you have a really marketable product.
0: What are your day-to-day activities these days as the CEO of Surety,
1: I have a really, really strong team. And so I try to stay out of their way in terms of the day-to-day operations of the company. And what I seek to provide is strategic leadership. And because my personal brand is, uh, I'd like to think, has some value in the legal compliance and risk space i'm out there as a public cheerleader for what i really believe in which is the really fine products that we have built and have brought to
0: market besides a charity you also run other businesses the investment fund as i understand and also you're a partner in a law firm can you elaborate please how do you manage to be successful in all of this when you are involved in so many projects?
1: In some ways, my favorite business, which is I own a couple of professional baseball teams and do uh, real estate development around the stadiums in which we play. But the way I do that, again, I've got a really, really strong team of day-to-day operators. And so I really and there to provide strategic guidance and to provide the financial wherewithal for these companies to survive and thrive. And, you know, talent recruitment and talent retention is really a very big part of my job. And that's the, and success at talent recruitment and talent management is the only way I can be operating uh, a number of companies at the same time the way it's often described and i've got my family very involved in in my businesses so the way it's often described um, i've got three businesses three principal businesses temerity capital partners which is the owner of a surety where i work for my sons the mitchell sandler law firm where i work for my wife who is the mitchell of mitchell sandler and uh, so they let me own a couple of baseball teams so I can feel like I have responsibility for something.
0: Can you please elaborate why are you so passionate about baseball and uh, you already mentioned your company you invest not only in uh, real estate projects uh, or not only in uh, a big impact project but also in baseball can you please elaborate on that?
1: Yeah so uh, well you know Baseball was my passion, as for many Ukrainians, football is, right? And uh, I played until I was 50, and it was only then that I figured out the only way I was going to be involved in professional baseball was to buy a team. Then the community building we do around owning a baseball team is a way to pay back for the good fortune that I've had. Um, We're helping Smaller local communities um, reestablish their urban core, you know, around having uh, all of the people coming into the baseball stadium for games. And so we build multifamily housing, uh, restaurants, bars, and uh, we're, we currently have a hotel project as well.
0: Our first guest, John Morris, he said he always had a dream to purchase a soccer team. But he said he want to be just focused on his business. And I was thinking about it a lot and about myself. It can be, uh, in my opinion, like your inspiration in the future when you are focused in your business, that later on you will do something impactful, you will purchase uh, a team and uh, you will make your impact in sport, uh, like in your case, in baseball. Yes, you said uh, soccer is, pos- is uh, really popular in Ukraine. In my case, I was uh, really involved in ice hockey, and it's really underrated in Ukraine, and uh, not that much opportunities for ice hockey. For me personally, it a big inspiration like in the future that... Uh, I will also be able to give some impact on ice hockey as you do on baseball. That's very inspiring that you shared with us.
1: Well, I, I will tell you that like most Americans, there is nothing I look forward to more when a safe and secure Ukraine can have its young talent focus on building sports businesses uh, for the enjoyment of the Ukrainians. Uh, you as a country are our heroes.
0: You have also mentioned that you work with your family. How do you manage your personal relationship, your family relationship and business?
1: In the case of working with my wife, it's easy. Whether it's in our professional life or our personal life, she is always right. Um, uh, it's a little more challenging working with my sons. It's, I think, very healthy for our relationships. Uh, not many fathers get to speak to their sons every day i do and we just have to try to work hard to make sure that some of our conversation is about our person what's going on in our lives and not just about what's going on in our businesses
0: was this their decision to start working in your business or was it their decision or did they want it? maybe i don't know to do something else
1: well They did do other things. And then we organically came together to decide to work together and build a multi-generational family office. So I would call it, I'm not sure I had an intent to do it. I don't think they had an intent to do it. It just organically evolved as as what worked well for all of us.
0: Back to the business. Uh, what are the biggest challenges in your business uh, these days? Because in my
1: surety business, the biggest challenge is the current state of the mortgage market. Our revenue stream is directly tied to the number of mortgage transactions in the United States in a given year. With interest rates being very high, Um, the mortgage uh, business, is, which is a cyclical business, is uh, at a low point. And that means there are very few mortgage transactions. That's a great frustration for a company like ours that has great products and is increasing its market share every month when you see your market share increase. But because of the overall declination in the market, you end up with less transactions month after month while your market share is increasing. This is going to be very good for us when we come out on the other side and the mortgage markets recover and transaction volumes go back up. It's a real struggle um, while the mortgage market is in such a difficult position. So right now, that is the biggest challenge.
0: Do you think this Will be solved, and uh, the market will stabilize in the in the near future. When do you think it will happen?
1: So the answer to your question is, yes, the mortgage market has been around a very long time. People need mortgages to buy homes. Uh, the market will recover, and it's just going through a cycle in terms of the timing, uh, it's really um, very dependent on external factors, Uh, most importantly, what does the Federal Reserve Board do in terms of uh, interest rates? Uh, In order for there to be a thriving mortgage market for people to be able, particularly first-time home buyers, to be able to buy homes, they need a, a reasonable interest rate environment. That is the most critical and really the only issue in terms of the mortgage markets coming back strong.
0: Today, Ukraine is having really hard times. Uh, We have war. The recession is also impacting local uh, business, local entrepreneurs. Uh, Can you please describe the most challenging moment in your life, the most challenging crisis? How have you handled uh, that moment of your life?
1: First, I have to say, I have never had to confront as an entrepreneur what Ukrainian entrepreneurs are confronting now. I'm not sure that my experiences can be that helpful to them, but I'll try. And that is you you just need to dig in, be tenacious, keep your business, do what you need to do to keep your business alive until and have confidence and optimism that better days are ahead. I wish I had better advice. That's all I can offer. And I offer that with all humility of stating that I have never, ever experienced what Ukrainian citizens and Ukrainian entrepreneurs are experiencing at this time uh and and hope that i never have to experience that myself and and hope that you as a nation don't have to experience this for much longer
0: thank you Andy. the last question that i've got to ask you about surety and about software business uh how would you approach a new software launch uh, the launch of the new software product uh, in today's market, maybe you have any recommendations for founders who launch the product in uh, finance or not specifically in finance, but just based on your experience launching software products, where do you see the biggest opportunity these days? And uh, if you started your surety software business today, what how would you approach it and what would you change compared to what you did uh, few years ago when you started Assurance. I
1: think the absolutely key factor in being successful and my experience as a developer of soft and I'm not a developer, but in the developer of software businesses as an investor in startup software businesses, the biggest mistake a founder can make is going to market before their product is really ready. Get your product right. When you you only have one opportunity to make a first impression on a buyer, if you bring a product to the purchaser before it's ready, it will be very, very difficult to then get a second opportunity. So be patient build a great product, test the product to make sure you can operationalize it, start with small customers to make sure that you can be successful, be slow, deliberate, methodical, and singularly focused on product quality and capabilities before you seek to bring it to market also when you decide how to price your product think about the value proposition for the customer you always have time as your reputation increases as the quality of your product becomes recognized throughout the industry to move price up but when you're trying to get into a market you've got to offer the buyer a true value proposition
0: that's interesting point because a lot of accelerators for example y combinator they recommend to show your product to your users as soon as possible there is a concept called uh mvp minimum viable product i see many founders do they like a lot of founders who has the the technical background they are software engineers and they like to do something and they always Uh, build this product and they do this for undefined timeline and uh, they never bring it to market how can you uh, elaborate this opinion like when you try to make it perfect it this can never happen because you will do this uh, for years what do what can you say about this
1: first um perfection right perfect is the enemy of the good so you're never going to have a perfect product but you have to make sure you have a good product before you go to market. In terms of the concept of um, getting there early with a minimal viable product, sometimes you need to do that, but you better do that in the context of a beta relationship with that customer where they understand that that's what you're doing. What I see young founders do all the time is overselling the quality and capabilities of what they're bringing to market. Reputation for excellence is hard won and easily lost.
0: Very interesting opinion. Really fruitful conversation we had today, Andy. Thank you one more time for, for coming for our show. And it was a pleasure to talk with you today.
1: Appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. and. Uh, Know that uh, you and every other Ukrainian are in our hearts and prayers every day. And we wish you that you have a acceptable conclusion very soon to what you're all living through.
0: Thank you. Thank you.